Well, hey, I'm Todd, and I want to welcome you to another reading of the Bible. Have you ever thought about what you might look for or what you might ask someone to find out if they were a Christian? How might you decide if you're talking to somebody, this person's a believer? I know a lot of people might wear a cross around their neck, or maybe they've got something that they're wearing that would reveal that they have some sort of faith. And just because they're wearing it doesn't really mean that there's some faith inside. It just might be the door that opens that you might have a discussion. Or maybe their name is a name from the Bible, and you think, oh, this person may come from a Christian heritage. Well, we're going to find out today in Acts chapter 19, where Paul comes across some people And he's not really sure if they're believers. They claim to be believers, but they might not know the full gospel. It says this in Acts chapter 19. And reminder, this is what we would call the start of Paul's third missionary journey. His first journey was him and Barnabas uh, traveling from Cyprus up into Turkey. His third journey, or his second journey, was him and Silas traveling up through Turkey and into Greece and planting the church at Corinth, planting the church at Ephesus. And it says this in Acts 19, verse 1. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast, where he found several believers. Okay, now Luke just uses the word believers when he writes this, and he doesn't necessarily specify. But because he doesn't specify, we have to assume that these are Christian believers. If they were some sort of other believers, it would have said something different. But it says he found several believers. Verse 2. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed, Paul asked? And so there was something that caught Paul's attention. There was something about these believers that was incomplete. And maybe you've hung around some Christians uh, who just really don't get that excited about their faith. Uh, Maybe if you ask somebody to tell you about their favorite sports team or talk about politics and suddenly they come alive with interest and they are more than happy to talk about whatever it is you asked. And then you ask them about their church or their faith or, you know, their uh, relationship with Jesus, and it's all of a sudden totally dead quiet. That's not really a good sign that there's something internally that's changed. And so Paul asks, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He asked them. No, they replied. We haven't even heard that there's a Holy Spirit. Then what baptism did you experience? Paul asked. And they replied, the baptism of John. And so when, when Paul asks this and he hears about the baptism of John, we have to remember that the baptism that John preached was a baptism of repentance. It was a baptism to turn away from the old life, to wash away the old, to prepare for the future. We believe that there was a God and that there is a God, I'm sorry, and that we are separate from him by our mistakes, by our sin, and that there's nothing that we can do to return. Well, John was preaching to prepare the way because God was going to prepare or provide a way for us to return. Reminder, John is Jesus' cousin, not John the disciple. This is John the Baptist. And so Paul replies, Paul says, verse 4, Paul said, John's baptism called for repentance from sin. But John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. Now, these guys can have one of two choices. They can be like, well, we already did that. We've already checked that off. We don't really need to know anything else. Uh, Just go away. You know, we got John's baptism. That's good enough. 
Or they can choose to hear Paul and say, wait a minute, John prepared the way, and now I'm arriving at this moment where I've heard the gospel, I've heard who Jesus is, now I want to accept it so that I can come back and be with God for eternity. Well, this is what they decide. Verse 5. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. And so we see these 12 men, their lives are transformed. They've been prepared by the baptism of John, which maybe they heard it from Apollos when he began preaching in Ephesus and he preached an incomplete gospel. Or maybe they heard it directly from John. Maybe they were baptized by John. Or maybe they heard it from one of John's disciples. But whatever the case, there was some period of time until now, and they've heard the full gospel, they accepted it, and they were baptized. And that goes along with every other account we read throughout the book of Acts. People believe, they sorry, they repent, they put their faith in Jesus, and then they're baptized as a marker to show that they are now part of the kingdom. And so I would be looking for those things. Did you repent? Do you follow Jesus? Have you been baptized? Does your life look different? How is the Holy Spirit impacting your life? What are you learning from God today? Those are all some questions I would start asking. And I think quickly the Spirit will show you where people's hearts are. I want to close this in prayer. God, I pray that we would be the kind of people who would always be open to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. I pray that when you move in our lives, that we would recognize it and that we would run towards you. God, I pray for the people around us who have shallow faith or or an incomplete gospel, God, that we would be tools that would be used to help them grow in their faith. God, we pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus. We love you. Amen.